and welcome to the Arrow Video Podcast, Brightfest Special with Sam and Dan. Yeah. My name is Dan Martin, special effects artist and podcaster, and I am joined, as ever, by my lovely co-host. Sam Ashurst, and we're recording this at an early hour in the morning because Dan's going to the theatre because he's posh. I'm a man of culture. Yeah, so that's why I just shouted yeah at uh, interrupty time. I expect more of that throughout this episode <laughs> because I'm quite tired, but... Uh, I'm excited to be talking about Fright Fest once again. And not only are we doing a Fright Fest special this time, where we recommend some films that you definitely have to see at the Arrow Video Fright Fest, but we're also going to be doing a live episode that will go up in a fortnight. Dan, do you want to talk a little bit about the live episode before we go into our recommendations? Yeah, well, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, but I think I'm doing this one not on my own, but without Sam. That's right. Is terrifying you'll be brilliant sam was gonna come but he's not allowed to travel because of a thing we're not allowed to talk about i, I mean i think we are allowed to talk about it <laughs> um basically he's i'm too going... cool for aeroplanes <laughs> uh, i wish no <laughs> and he's um, grown I... wise to us drugging his milk i am sad that i can't come and uh take part in fright fest it's going to be very bittersweet listening to the episode knowing that I missed out on all the fun but I'm looking forward to hearing the interviews that Dan does because he's very good at that so he's going to be great without me you should definitely everyone listening to this who lives in London or near London should get a free ticket right now to the Arrow Video Podcast live at Fright Fest which is happening on Bank Holiday Weekend. Can you talk about any guests yet, Dan? I don't think I can talk about the guests yet. It's at like 10.30 in the morning on Saturday. I think all the advanced tickets have actually gone. It's sold oh, out. But they fantastic. said that there will, be a few, there will be a couple on the day. So if you, are, if you are there, if you're in the area, come by. Excellent. And yes. Try your luck. <laughs> fantastic. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to go into the recommendations based on the Arrow Video Fright Fest 23 it's the 23rd edition of the festival and there's some very cool stuff Crazy there town. dan why don't you start with your first recommendation just off the top i'm just going to say i'm not going to be i mean I, I do obviously tacitly recommend everything that i worked on but i am in the interests of impartiality not going to include any of the films that i worked on in my five recommendations for this episode because I worked on four films, and then also there's the podcast. So that's five things already. So I'm not going to do any of them, but I will talk a little bit about them afterwards. My first recommendation, these are in no particular order, my first recommendation is one that uh, Greg from Fright Fest drew my attention to. He described it as very naughty. I would describe it as quite uncomfortable at the beginning, and then it kind of turns a corner, and it, it I, I, I didn't think I was going to like it after about 10 minutes. And then it just absolutely won me over. It's Candyland. Did you see Candyland, Sam? No, I didn't watch Candyland. Tell me about Candyland. It, it's got a slightly Harmony Corinne-esque vibe to the start of it. It's about a community of sex workers who work at a truck stop in America. And this young innocent is sort of abandoned there by this group of religious zealots who are passing through. And she gets stuck and is taken in by these sex workers. And it is an uncomfortable situation. But then also, there is a murderer attacking people at the truck stop. And I won't say what people they're attacking. But yeah, it's it's got some really fun stuff in it. And by the end of it, I was absolutely, I was so on board with it. It's really good. It's really good. And I think it'll be good to see with a crowd. Awesome. 
Excellent. Yeah, I I do have the link for that, so I'll uh, I'll check that out after this episode. And it sounds like something that I would also recommend. I'm yeah, gonna you'd like it. I'm gonna recommend something that Dan cannot recommend because he worked on it. A Wounded Fawn by Travis Stevens. Now this is Travis doing The Evil Dead meets Fresh via Greek theatre. It's a very stylish movie that really puts Travis's great taste on full display. Not only would I want him to shoot more movies, I'd actually like him to do my interior decorating. So, um, Travis, <laughs> if you're listening, there's a future uh, job opportunity. Uh, everything looks amazing in this film, including a potential homage to my film, A Little More Flesh, especially as the character is saying flesh without flesh as it's happening. But it could also very possibly be that we both saw the same behind the scenes footage from The Shining, which is what it's actually kind of referencing. Yeah, but either way, I really enjoyed A Wounded Fawn. It's a gorgeous film. And Dan, you worked on this one. There is some brilliant and gruesome work in it. Yeah, I'm thinking of hot skin at one point. I was <laughs> grossed out by that. Yeah, it's great work. What was your kind of favourite element to work on on this one? Well, this was an interesting one because it was one that I couldn't be on set for. So that was, you know, we, we made stuff and then we, we sent it over. Ashley Thomas took over the, the sort of handling of all of our stuff on set and did a fantastic job with the makeups that we produced and the, and the prop pieces and and I, I don't want to be too descriptive about what it was that we made because I don't want to spoil stuff but it gets pretty pretty crazy in places yeah I mean it was like right from the beginning the the sort of reference images that Travis was producing were really startling and and so like bold and exciting there was some yeah really fun makes in there there's a mask that references a piece of art that will be familiar to a lot of the sort of film nerds out there that was very very fun to work on nice. I'm not gonna say any more than that Nice. Awesome. Yeah, what's next from you? So when Sam and I were, were prepping for this, we were added to the, the press list and, and a few filmmakers and, and distro people reached out to us with advanced copies. That's how we get access to this stuff. And this was one that just kind of came through my inbox and I, I didn't really know much about it. And the description was comparatively scant, although they did produce quite a nice sort of like lookbook pitch doc thing. And it's I watched it quite late at night and I woke up the next morning and I wasn't sure if I'd fallen asleep during it and imagined it or if i'd actually seen the whole thing i checked that again i'd seen the whole thing it's a very peculiar film i don't know how it'll play with an audience i think it might if it's the right audience it'll go down phenomenally it's by alex brucon i think called eyes below it's entirely dialogue free and it sort of takes the it's a a lawyer working on a case and they are unable to sleep due to anxiety and stress over this case but their dreams and sleep paralysis are represented in the film so the the majority of the film is them sort of battling a sleep paralysis demon in this very i mean it's it's quite low budget it's very nicely shot very minimalist uh, from an, an effects point of view but the whole thing is very very dreamy and weird i don't know quite when it's playing at the festival i should have checked but if it's late at night and you've had a few drinks and you're tired it's going to be it's going to do funny things to your brain oh wow yeah i i totally missed this link but i also have it so i'm gonna it's another one that i'm gonna watch because that sounds awesome and i'm glad that our recommendations are different so far next from me i have hounded which is a british movie i always like to recommend british movies when i can and Anyone who's read Grant Morrison's Invisibles will recognise both the premise and iconography of Hounded, which sees the upper class hunting a gang of working class thieves in a kind of fox hunting style. It's basically an inversion of Eden Lake. 
another movie that I loved that played Fright Fest in 2008. That was kind of quite controversial for the way it approached class. I don't think that this will be the same, but who knows? But it, either way, it, it really feels like a quintessential Fright Fest movie, and I recommend Hounded. Dan, what's next from you? That sounds great. I want to watch that. I love The Invisibles. Oh, yeah, me that too. Was an amazing comic series. Yeah, Incredible yeah. Stuff. The next one, I suspect, is on both our lists because we've talked about it together. So maybe this will be a joint recommendation for us. But it's the Jean Rolin documentary, Orchestra oh, yeah. of Storms. Mm-hmm. So directed by Dima Balin and Kat Ellinger, both sort of ferocious knowledges of this stuff, but but featuring a fantastic run of guests and talking heads. It's a really, really in-depth look into who Ronan was and what made him tick and why he ended up being the artist that he is, as well as a, a good overview of his his body of work. Those of you who aren't familiar with Ronan, he's the uh, he's the one making the um the vampire movies with the pretty French girls in diaphanous robes swanning about the French countryside with red chins. I think Fascination is probably the first of his films I saw. That tends to be people's way in, I, I think. But yeah, he's a... I, I didn't know that much about him. I've always liked his work. But it's a really, yeah, it's a really good in-depth look at sort of what made him tick. And yeah, like I, 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 there's been such a glut of these sort of like the story behind documentaries, uh, particularly in genre cinema recently. I thought maybe I had fatigue of them. But no, this one's a really easy watch and it's incredibly in-depth and very enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was on my list as well. Mine are actually in order. So that was going to be, you know, the kind of second favourite. A couple of Sorry. things that you didn't mention. I found it quite moving, actually, uh, especially in the final yeah. third for reasons I won't spoil. But it's, yeah, it's a very, very powerful tribute. And yeah, I'd like to highlight the narrator, uh, Iviana Snow, who I think was called in quite late in the process, but she's absolutely perfect for this because actually, no, Iviana. A Little More Flesh is completely inspired by films like The Iron Rose and Fascination. And I'd actually talked to Iviana about appearing in A Little More Flesh very early in the process. That didn't work out, but it's a shame because she really looks like a Roland star. And she really is a brilliant narrator in this beautiful doc. So um, well done to her. And yeah, well done to the whole team. I, I think this is a brilliant documentary. Very, very comprehensive. Yeah. But it moves fast. It's a rich delight for anyone who goes to see that one at Fright Fest. So yeah, Orchestrator of Storms. We joint recommend it. But yes, my turn now, isn't it? So I'm going to talk about Deadstream, which is a, a giddy and glorious unofficial Evil Dead remake slash update. Deadstream sees an unlikable YouTuber who crucially you still enjoy spending time with. It's such a tough balance when you've got an unlikable protagonist, but there's a kind of charisma there. He's kind of like a realistic, obnoxious YouTuber, but also... Yeah, there's just something about him that is still charismatic in in a fun way. And yeah, he's doing a live stream in a haunted house before all hell breaks loose. It's basically everything I wanted Dashcam to be. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Just a really fun mm-hmm. and, and entertaining joyride that absolutely gets the Raimi mix of funny, scary and gross spot on. Tonally, it's the closest thing I've seen to the first two Evil Dead movies. And there's a couple of Easter eggs in there to sort of really wear its uh, bloody heart on its sleeve. Uh, For the very observant, Shay spotted 
a great uh, Army of Darkness reference that I won't spoil. But yeah, Deadstream, I massively recommend it. I wish, deeply wish I was seeing it with a Fright Fest audience. I think this is going to get so much buzz after its screening. Yeah, really, really fun film. Deadstream, I recommend it. Dan, what's next from you? It's not going to be for everyone. It's an insane film that refuses to explain what's going on. <laughs> it's a little slow at the beginning, but when you uh, once you've met the characters and moved into the, the meat of the film, it's a sort of zombie movie with a very unique way of transferring the virus slash attacking people. It's called Pussycake, aka Emesis. Uh, it's, it's about a girl band who are stuck in a weird town trying to get to a show that is meant to be playing at this place, but the venue is closed when they get there. And there are peculiar creatures, people, uh, and as someone else who may be an ally, maybe an enemy, uh, hunting these creatures in this town. Rubbery, fun, low-budget special effects, lots of imagination really really gross and an impenetrable ending (laughs) yeah it's really fun really rompy once it gets going excellent yeah that sounds up your street i think perhaps that's why i didn't watch it (laughs) because we've got the same links and i didn't want us to be doing all the same things i think you mentioned that early on that you like that one so um, yeah 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 I'll watch it after this. We're about to go into my final recommendation because uh, Orchestra of Storms was going to be next. So this is my top, top, top recommendation of the festival. And it is another one that Dan worked on. So thank God that I don't have the same rule as him because I loved Hazard. It's basically uncut gems meets drive meets the transporter. And it's just super fun from start to finish truly excellent script with brilliant setups and payoffs it's quite unique actually because it kind of yeah it almost meanders in a way but by the time it gets to the end like just everything is just so tight and everything basically is paid off it's just so good yeah really fun and imaginative set pieces there's stuff in here that it's just so weird but still works and yeah the perfect ending (laughs) so yeah, and Dan and his team, uh, their work is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I should say my contribution to this one is actually relatively small. I think some of the stuff you're talking about was taken care of by Belgian makeup effects artists. I don't want to claim their thunder. Oh. Uh, I can't specify exactly what we did for fear of spoilers, but well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you after because I thought I recognised yeah. your signature and on what I'm talking about, but maybe not. But yeah, it's gross. It's good. <laughs> really, to underline. That I love this movie and it gets my highest Fright Fest recommendation this year. I think that, again, all of my recommendations are based on audience reaction and the audience for Hazard. Yeah, you're just going to have an absolute blast watching this with the Fright Fest crowd. Yeah, it's almost like it's absolutely nothing like Climax. But for some reason, I was thinking about Climax when I was watching it. I think just in terms of how it is kind of meandering, but also, yeah, I I think it's that connection where you're like, where is this going? And then everything just locks tight together. So, yeah, 
I think that you're going to have a blast, precious Arrowhead, if you see Hazard at the Arrow Video Fright Fest. Soundtrack isn't as good as Climax, though, just to make that clear. Definitely not as good as yeah, Climax. Yeah, impossible. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, <laughs> Dan, what's next from you? Next from me is a weird little picture. Imagine if Zach Galifianakis played a priest and was in Falling Down. And oh, yes. you've got the leech. <laughs> Now, The Leech was on my list, but I couldn't recommend it because I am friends with the director and it just felt a bit weird. But Dan, please uh, tell me your take on The Leech. Uh, it's fantastic. It's a, about the the slow breaking of a good man's spirit, <laughs> which I very much enjoy. Graham Skipper plays a priest who takes in a, a sort of alcoholic waster of a man played by Jeremy Gardner, who, you know, sort of genre favourite from a particular area of the of the indie scene who proceeds to take the ever-living piss out of the hospitality just pushing him further and further and there's uh eventually inviting his partner to come and stay with them as well it yeah it's quite uncomfortable in places and and like i said it's like falling down if falling well yeah i don't want to say that but i don't want to spoil it watch a watch a priest have a very bad day <laughs> there you go the leech directed by the lovely eric penikoff who returns to fright fest with his second feature in my notes i've got that the leech feels like lars von trier remaking planes trains and automobiles with, <laughs> another very good comparison with uh, clarence and alabama from true romances john candy but yeah very low budget it's basically a regional horror that's also reminiscent of stuff like the vagrant or the roommate segment of Future Shock, if anyone out there has seen Future Shock. Yeah, I, I basically, in my notes, I compared it to other stuff because I didn't want to spoil it, as you haven't, because it's kind of all about the ending and it's got a great third act. So, yeah, The Leech, it's perfect. Yeah, it really Fright Fest Fair. I, it wasn't in my list, but I still recommend it. So, uh, And it's being released by Arrow as well. So uh, it will turn up on the... Arrow uh, streaming service at some point yeah. and on Blu-ray, I'm sure. Now, Lovely stuff. Is that the end of your list, your main list? That's the end of my list, yeah. Well, should we get into supplemental recommendations? And this is stuff that didn't quite make the top five, but we still want to recommend. For me and for you, it's stuff that you worked on that you want to shout about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I was, if I had allowed myself to keep stuff I'd worked on in my top five, Carter Smith Swallowed would 100% have been in there. Mm-hmm. I met Carter at the Overlook Film Festival a while back, and we sort of kept in contact, talked about a couple of different projects over the years, and this one was the first one to, to sort of come to fruition. It's another one where I couldn't be present for the shoot, but I made a lot of things and shipped a lot of things out. He sent me a an early cut which I watched when I was in Hungary filming Infinity Pool. And then I, I watched the final cut when that came through on these links. He's done a great job. Those of you who know Carter's work, he did The Ruins, Bug Crush, his short film before that. He's a very accomplished photographer as well. It looks really nice. It's got a very very nice sort of night, nighttime verite feel to it. He uses a lot of reflected light in his photography. And I suspect that that's what's been going on going on here as well. It looks really great. It's a really nice... Don't know, don't know where I go with the spoilers. How spoily do I go with it? It's a very like wet, queer horror film slightly body horror horror film about two very close friends who may be more than friends ish and what they will do for each other when things get very gross and weird yeah nice yeah excellent i've got another one that's been made by a friend now this is my dear friend liam regan's dream project it's called eating miss campbell and it is a full-blown trauma movie from trauma's biggest fan 
It's a gross and offensive tribute to movies like Mean Girls and Heathers and Lloyd Kaufman addicts will absolutely love it. If that's you, buy a ticket for eating Miss Campbell and maybe pick up a vomit sack while you're at it. Eating Miss Campbell, (laughs) it will gross you out or offend you at some point in the runtime. It's a trauma movie. So, yeah, Eating Miss Campbell. Dan, what's next from you that you worked on? Nice. Uh, Well, so I I recommend it because I like the script and I think it's going to be fun. I haven't actually managed to see it yet, but it's Walking Against the Rain. The poster's been out for a little while. I've seen some clips. We made some fun uh, creature stuff for it, which I don't feel bad mentioning because the face of the creature is on the poster. (laughs) Um... And yeah, I I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, again, that's another one made by friends. Not only is it directed by Scott Lias, it uh, features uh, our good friend, best friend, James Swanton of Frankenstein's Creature fame. He's in it as well. So yeah, I actually watched that one last night. And it's a very kind of, if you like video games like The Last of Us, if you like movies like A Quiet Place... It's kind of reminiscent of that kind of thing. And it does a lot on a very small budget. It goes really, really far with um, a tiny, tiny budget. So, yeah, again, please support British filmmakers and go see Walking Against the Rain. Nice. And what's next from you, Dan? That's it. That's it from me. Unless we're going to talk about things we've watched recently. I've got a couple of them. (laughs) No, we're going to save that for... uh, when we're next together because um, episodes yes we're just gonna do a yeah, kind of fine. mega one next time but um we actually don't know what we're doing next time do we because it's the live fright fest special and then it's dependent on what discs get sent to us so that's very exciting hopefully we'll get a delivery of discs soon we have a wish list yeah yeah, yeah. well i've got one last thing to recommend before we go off into the night i cannot not recommend a Dario Argento movie at Fright Fest um, especially as he's going to be there he is the crowning glory this year and yeah The Dark Glasses is actually one of his better recent movies he's working with a cinematographer who clearly understands and respects him and I honestly feel like the best possible way to watch The Dark Glasses will be with a Fright Fest audience. I cannot wait to see how people react to this one. I will be scouring social media reviews and responses to the dark glasses. You will want to be a part of that precious arrowhead, so definitely pick up a ticket to see it. And yeah, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, dark glasses, Dario Argento, you got to see it. That's it, I think. That's nice. it. That's it yeah, for that's me. It. I think we're done. Cool. All right. Well, um, short episode. A short episode, maybe the shortest yet, but we've done our top 10. We've done our recommendations. There's nothing more to say other than social media. See you at Fright Fest. Yeah. See, well, I won't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also that. I'll, I'll, I'll see you on the Fright Fest hashtag on Twitter because I'm just so, uh, I am devastated to miss it. I really am. Like, Fright Fest is my happy place. Like, all of our friends are there. And there's all yeah. of these glorious movies to see on that massive, massive screen. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time that weekend. But I cannot wait to hear Dan's live Fright Fest episode. It's sold out, so I don't know why I'm still hyping it up. But if you've got your ticket, get excited. It will be super fun. And um, yeah, I can't wait to listen to that. 
and especially the uh, 20 minute tribute to me that's going to be part of it right damn well I, I mean I wrote it as a eulogy when you got ill so <laughs> I figured I'd just buy a bit of time with that yeah perfect <laughs> all right well uh, social like they, media like keep on doing the sorry no no finish your thought it's like they have to keep practicing the queen's funeral yes exactly she's gonna cock it any day yeah and they want to be ready yes i'm glad i'm glad Um, that you did finish that thought dan because i'm very much like the queen and i always have been uh social media what is uh what is the method by which people can use computer technology in order to stay on top of literally everything you do. I will be live tweeting dark glasses from at <laughs> <laughs> 13 finger effects on Twitter and I will be live photo streaming my eviction from the cinema 10 minutes into dark glasses <laughs> on at 13 finger effects on Instagram. Wonderful. I will be live tweeting Dan's live tweets to the dark glasses. I'll also be um, taking photographs of my face as I read his tweets and putting those onto Instagram. So Twitter at Sam Ashurst, Instagram at Sam Ashurst 23, the number two, the number three. And now all that remains is for me to say thank you so much for listening and we promise to be more professional next time, though we don't because next. I'm not there. So I can't actually promise that. And um, the fucking reins are off. Yeah. So, you know, good luck. Uh, good luck. Sam Arrowhead. was the thin line standing between this podcast and unbridled chaos. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, truth, truth. Um, but yeah, no, have a great time, man. And um uh, I'll speak to you soon. I, I don't know why I'm doing like a much. normal goodbye on the podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>